Welcome to the Business of Luxury podcast, where we feature exclusive conversations with entrepreneurs, executives, and influencers on the leading edge of luxury. On today's episode, Human connects with Chef Eduardo Baldi, owner of Ebaldi and Edo Bites. Opened in Beverly Hills in 2006, Ebaldi quickly became a favorite for entertainment industry A-listers with such clientele as Warren Beatty, Annette Bening, Al Pacino, Ryan Reynolds, and many more. In this episode, you'll hear Eduardo share how the legacies of his father and mother are represented in his restaurants, why he's so passionate about desserts and the final bite of the meal, and his top lessons from years in the restaurant industry. All right, let's join Human for his conversation with Eduardo Baldi. Eduardo, welcome to the show. It's it's such a treat for me to have you today, especially because I'm such a fan, a, a big fan of yours. So thank you for, for being part of the show today. Thank you. Thank you very much for letting me be. Where did your love for food and hospitality originate? Where did it all begin for you? Well, I mean, I was kind of placed into it, you know, since I was little. My grandma in Italy had a, what you would call a trattoria, not really a restaurant, a very casual place where uh, even during the war, World War II, soldiers would go and eat. And that's how my grandpa met my grandma and so you know this tradition of food and cooking has always been in my family so growing up I was always in the middle of it and then my dad moved to America where he had this opportunity to cook here in Beverly Hills actually at a restaurant called Il Giardino and um, and again you know I was placed right in the middle of it because we at that point we couldn't really afford babysitters so I would have to go with my dad in the kitchen and spend hours and hours and hours there, kind of living the life, you know, of the restaurant, even it at a almost, very young age. It was almost meant to be for that to happen, that you were pushed organically, as I like to always use that word, effortlessly into uh, the restaurant world, right? There was like yes. no choice at that point. It was almost like you were destined. You were destined to be who you are and what you're doing as a result of that. Yeah, for better or worse, uh, you know, I, I remember even, you know, I, uh, I was 12 years old and I was riding my bike. I, I was a paper boy, you know, paper uh, like delivery boy. <laughs> and I was riding back from doing the delivery after school. And this was in Pacific Palisades. And my dad at that point was working at the Lido. It was a restaurant called Lido in Pacific Palisades that he was part of. And he got me almost you know, on my way back home, just by my house. And he said to me, this is the last day you're going to do this paper route. You're coming to work with me. So, you know, he, <laughs> again, organically, he pushed me into the restaurant. <laughs> he made it a point. He made it a point that, you know, this is what you're going to be doing. <laughs> exactly. And that was it. After that, I mean, I every day, every day since then, you know, for 30 something years, I've been every day living this life. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So, so, so being that, you know, our parents are so influential as was yours uh, in this case, and, you know, being such an important part of who we become and what we become, how would you say their legacy represented you and, in and what you do with your restaurants today? Well, you know, I mean, I've always had a passion. Even when I was little, I remember in Italy, I I, I mean, you, you know, we lived food. Like my mom would let me ride with her 
and go shopping. I, you know, we would stop at the bread place. You could smell the bread from a block away. Then we would go to the open market. You know, now here there's farmer's market, but in Italy there's, there's always been farmer's market for, you know, so long. And so we used to get fish and vegetables and then go back home and cook. And my dad used to come home for lunch. So really, I mean, you know, I, I am an extension of them. I've always been. My dad is great in the sense that he kind of paved the road here for me. You know, would I have gone on my own and done a restaurant in America, in Los Angeles, from Italy? Probably not if I was in, if I didn't have him. But, you know, his his life kind of paved the way for me to continue. So really what I do is their legacy. It's just a continuation of what they have been doing for many, many years. So obviously he was extremely influential in you getting involved and being and doing what you're doing today. Uh, I'm sure at the end of the day, you had something in you that uh, motivated you and inspired you to stick to it and do what you're doing. But I, I guess he paved the way for you with what he did. Yeah, I mean, my dad, if you had met him, he, he was a tough guy, really tough. You know, he he was even tougher on me than any other employee, obviously, because I was his son. He wanted he had higher expectations of me, but he would never compliment me, you know, like, uh, oh, you're doing such a great job. But he also at the same time saw that I had a great passion for food, much more than he did. Mm. And, you know, we became very good. We were very we fought a lot when we worked together, especially, you know, with age as I grew older. But when I opened my own restaurant, uh, we really became best of friends. You know, it was a way to be separate, but yet come together and really, you know, enjoy ourselves and our passions on a different level. And before he died, he told me, you know, I have to tell you, like, the passion that I've seen you, I've never seen it for anybody. And you should never be afraid of anybody. Um, everyone should be afraid of you when it comes to cooking. So, you know, at the very end of his life, he kind of opened up and really admitted to me that he, you know, in some ways I was better than him, but it took him a long, long time to say that. How special is that yeah. to know that a, a man that you've looked up to all your life as your hero, as your mentor, the person who paved the way for you and guided you, and who was also hard on you, which we call that the school of hard knocks, uh, you know, yes. back full circle and tells you how proud he is of you and how good you are and the person that you've become. I mean, that is gives me goosebumps, as I'm sure it does to you as well. There's so much heart and love in that. And that's and that's beautiful. Yeah, no, it, it was really beautiful, especially coming from him, who, again, never showed, you know, like, you know. You know how I was doing, you know, he never gave me that assurance that I was doing well or not but then to let it all spill out at the very end it was very it was very emotional for me it really meant a lot I'm sure that was one of the proudest moments of your life with your father yeah it really was it really was and again I mean thanks to him and his hardness in some ways and you know not giving me that much you know um is what shaped me to be the way mm -hmm. I am you know I have I love what I do, but I also, you know, have this passion that I never let go. I never let go um, because I was taught to really always work hard, hard, hard. 
And mm-hmm. if I didn't have my dad, maybe I wouldn't be shaped the way I am. Well, God bless you and may his essence and energy always be around, which I'm sure it is to continuously guide you in every way possible. You know, Thank you. you have a beautiful young daughter who is your life. Uh, yes. And when it comes to, to your own angel that you have, is she developing the same passion for food as you did? Do you see, uh, you know, uh, remnants of that, of, of she continuing the legacy? Is it, it in her essence? A lot of people ask me this, you know, and uh, um, she loves to dance, you know, as a lot of kids, <laughs> you know, uh, nowadays with this TikToks and all this kind of stuff do. But I do see how much she loves food. She loves Italy. She loves the lifestyle. And then I really leave it up to her. I mean, I do see she has passion for it. And that's very special. That is very, very special to know that your legacy will live on and be continued through your daughter. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and, you know, it's, it's such a beautiful art. So, and it's becoming less and less, you know. Uh, desirable as a uh, job opportunity. So, you know, it's, it's going to, it's going to be more and more appreciated and valued. So, you know, if she does pick it up, it will be very good for her also. I think. Absolutely. You know, I've had the pleasure um, of uh, dining at both your Ebaldi restaurant and Edo Bites. Uh, and I'd like our listeners to get a better understanding of how you'd be able to describe uh, what will their experience be and taste be at both of these restaurants that you have, one which is casual dining at Obites, and of course, Ebaldi, which is your signature, I call it the luxury of restaurant uh, that you have. Uh, if you can share with us, you know, or describe what will be their experience and taste at both, that would be wonderful. Well, you know, I tried to, you know, when I build the restaurants, I always had it in mind to have a place where it feels kind of like you're going into your living room, right? Like you're at home with your family, enjoying a beautiful meal in a very comfortable place that feels like home. So that was always my idea, even with the atmosphere, is to create something very simple. Um that feels like you're eating at home with your family. So that was the first thing. And then the, you know, the second step is the food and the food is, you know, to me is all about how to make it very simple. Um, but yet with sophistication, right. And how do you achieve that? I mean, I've always believed in having top, top ingredients, fresh produce from the farmer's market. So it's, a very simple formula that needs to be executed in a very nice way. If it's, it's really about comfort food. I, you know, as much as chefs, including myself, always try to create fancy artistic dishes, right? Because that's what brings the, the notoriety, the, the Michelin stars, as they say, you know, but I learned very early on that that's not what people really, really want. They want to be able to come have a comfort meal that feels good and that you leave satisfied, fulfilled, and wanting to come back. 
And I think that's what I've been able to achieve to achieve with my food and the atmosphere at the restaurant. I can truly tell you and our listeners that you have definitely achieved that because I feel and sense that every time I come to your restaurant, it gives me such a joy to not only be there to enjoy your wonderful food and special dishes that you have that is truly unique, but also I feel being in my own home, the comfort level that I have being with my family, friends, or even for business meetings that I have there, it gives such a a comfortable, safe feeling of, of just, you know, having the ultimate experience with the best food, but yet you feel like you're in your own dining room. Uh, Right. That's exactly. And and I'm so glad that you're saying this because that was exactly my goal from the very beginning to achieve this. And and you have done that. I, I, I can tell you, you have done that. You're one of the few places that I've ever been to. And I've been to many, many places across the globe that truly defines that. Um, and look, I'm a huge fan of Arabiata. And I can tell you, hands down, you have the number one Arabiata sauce I've ever experienced anywhere in the world. You know, um, being a, uh, a, a gluten-free a person and having to, uh, you know, follow the rules of gluten because of my autoimmune condition. You have the best flourless chocolate cake I've ever had, which I can't even tell the difference whether it's gluten free or not. So uh, I would tell you that you're absolutely on the mark with everything you've done. And it's been an effortless process because you sense and feel that when, um, one does dine in your in your restaurant. And I got to tell you, even first timers that have never been there, they all say, wow, what an experience. Oh, thank you. So I, think, I mean, I, you know, like any job, I think that it all comes down to, are you doing something that you really love? Because mm-hmm. if you do anything with passion, other, it, it, it comes it translates through the, the through the process, right? So mm-hmm. you're talking about a flourless chocolate cake, but you know, and I remember when I first made that cake, it was like it was a process. Is I wanted to make the best flourless chocolate cake that I could, you know, possibly do. And so to do in order to do that, you have to have the passion because especially in cooking, I don't know about other businesses, but if you like there's been times where I've been so tired. And, you know, like, okay, so you have some friends over at your house and you're cooking and you're really not into it. The food does not come out good, no matter how many times you've done the dishes or how long you've been cooking for. So you have to be really invested and have this love and passion for what you do. And I think that's the the, the most important formula to have to be successful in life with business, you know. So that's what I try to always do every time I come to work is put all my heart into it. No question. Your energy, your heart, and that's everything in anything that we do. And you, you, you've clearly done that. Talking about passion. Yeah. I know that desserts are your ultimate passion and uh, you often talk about uh, the final bite. 
Uh, and I wanted to know why are you drawn to the final bite of the meal? You know, why does this matter to you so much? Because you've mentioned this before. Yeah, I mean, desserts have been my passion since I was little. Obviously, when you're little, you, you, you know, direct yourself towards sweets, right? We all do. But as you get older, you know, you you obviously back away from that a little bit. At least some people do. But you know, I've always had this passion. So when I was in my mid twenties, I went and worked in one of the most famous pastry stores in Italy, and it was a really beautiful experience. My dad called me after a couple of months saying, you have to come back. You know, you have to come back and work. And I was like, no, I don't want to come back. Yeah. That's how much I loved it, you know. But through that, I I learned several things, right? I learned that if you want to be a very good, complete chef, you also have to learn how to make pastries. And a lot of chefs mm. don't understand that. Because if you ask them to make a very simple dessert, they don't know how. They're so focused on doing other things that they forget that really pastries is a science, but it it really completes you as a chef. It makes you look at things very differently, which in the end gives you a whole much better result for everything that you do in the kitchen. And second, I also learned that when you make a very good dessert, people really appreciate it. Mm. And as you say, it's, it's the last bite of your dining experience. It's probably the one that you're going to remember the most. And the most difficult to achieve because how many times do people have a great meal and they have a dessert and they're like, oh, I should have had that dessert. I feel so full. But I can tell you, having your desserts just is the cherry on top because not only don't you feel that you've eaten too much, but the amount of sugar that you put is the perfect amount where it's just enough, where you're satisfied, and it gives it the final touch to a, to an amazing meal. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's you know it's funny because I one of my passions is to read cookbooks. I have so many cookbooks at home. It's, I mean, everywhere I go in the when I travel, cookbooks, cookbooks. And when I do read recipes of desserts, um, I always if I try to make one. I always cut the sugar down by at least a third because I know they're just over-sugared a lot of desserts, you know, as you say. So I've been making this pie and now I make like a apple pie and mixed berry pie. I have to send a few today and it's become a phenomenon, right? It's an American tradition mm. served in this Italian restaurant. Obviously, mm. I, you know, I make, I make a few changes to it, but they're not very sweet as you mentioned. And also, they're so simple, and yet is people are going crazy over it. But how important it is to, again, take that last bite and be like, oh, my gosh, this pie is so good that I want to take one home. <laughs> I want to take a whole pie. It's just a beautiful it, – it needs to be emphasized because, especially now, I read an article about a lot of restaurants cutting their pastry chefs. A lot of pastry chefs right now don't have jobs. Because it's the first thing that you cut when a restaurant is economically, financially suffering. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Indeed. So that's, I disagree 100% of people doing that. No, it goes hand in hand. There's no question. It goes hand in hand. By the way, being at the top, a top chef is your, I'm curious to know, what is your favorite restaurant? Well, I love sushi. I love fish because, you know, where I grew up in Forte de Marmi in Italy, it's it's all about fish. 
mm-hmm. on the beach. And so I've adapted this incredible craving of eating sushi all the time. So I go, although it's quite expensive, I go to Matsuhisa at times. That's really, once in a while, I'll go to Spago. I think they have some interesting dishes, but that's about it. Otherwise, I cook for myself. Is that why you have the most incredible fish carpaccios on your menu? Yeah, right. Oh, I love to play with raw fish. Yeah, so, yeah. I know you like the red snapper carpaccio. Yeah, you have (laughs) many great options, and I've tried all of them. And it's very rare for an Italian restaurant to have that component, and yet for it to be so good, a specialty of it. And uh, now I can understand why. I never knew why or how, but now it all makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've always had this passion and for fish and because I grew up around it. And, then you know, in Italy, we eat raw fish. We've been eating raw fish for a long time. I mean, I wish we could talk more, but I have the story about mussels. And with my dad and my grandpa, we had a boat in, and we used to go to Porto Venere, which is kind of about half hour north on the coast from where I'm from. And they used to dive at the, they they grow mussels. Mm. And as bad as this sounds, they used to go and steal the whole line of mussels. And then they used to tie it to the boat and drag it out in the, you know, outside of the coast. And we used to eat raw mussels with just lemon. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So I gave you the very short version of that. There's a longer version, but you know, so we've, I've always been accustomed to eating raw fish. It makes sense. It makes sense. Uh, Eduardo, on, on the podcast, we talk about the business of luxury, as you know. Um, what would you say is luxurious about the dishes that you create that has such a big draw? I mean, I just think, you know, I've always thought when I make a dish, do I really like it? Like, it ha- I really have to enjoy it. And I think that I have a very simple taste. Like, what, what, what is a dish that is complete and hits on several components that people are going to like? And I think, you know, there's, there's many reasons why this restaurant thing God has been successful. And I think part of it is the ingredients, right? You know that you're eating top fresh ingredients all the time. If something's not fresh, even though it may be on the menu, it's not going to be served that night. So, and, and then that, then I think that's also the expectation of knowing that I'm always in the kitchen, no matter what, right? Like, I think people love to know that you have this guy that's always cooking your, your food. You know, a lot of restaurants, they become famous and then the chefs kind of leave or they decide not to work as often. I think knowing that you're always going to come and have the same quality every time in the dishes. I think it's what has made a lot of people, you know, keep on coming back and back and back. No question. You have the two most important ingredients of life, which is sincerity and integrity. And that is so evident with what you've created. And that's why many wonder, you know, is that why there's only one Ebaldi because of the fact that you want to give so much attention and focus and your love to it, perhaps maybe that is the reason why you haven't gone to all these other great uh, opportunities that people present to you is because you want to keep that. Am I correct? Is that one of the main reasons? Yeah. I mean, I have this, you know, personality that I think, you know, 
in some ways, it hurts me, right? Because business-wise, but at, at the other, because I, I, like you said, I've had opportunities. Even now, there's this, this huge opportunity for me. So you know, that I've been considering. But in the end of the day, I, I never have put money first. You know, I feel like the money, obviously, is could it be better if you know I decided to open other restaurants. Maybe, maybe not, because sometimes it doesn't work like that, especially in the restaurant business. You know, restaurant, you have to, again, like I said before, you have to, it's a lifestyle. You have to live it in order to be successful. But at the same time, yeah, it's about not really worrying about the financial part. Like, can you accept not having, you know, so, so, so much, but at the same time being fulfilled by other things, right? By People, the quality of people that come here, the praises that you get, and the satisfaction that you see of, you know, people coming back over and over and over. Where I've seen, you know, babies grow up as as adults. I mean, you know, there's more to life than just money and trying to make as much money as possible. There's there needs to be a balance, and I think I've the way I've done things. At least I think I found a good balance where it fulfills me enough to be here all the time. Well, I can assure you and promise you with the formula that you have put together, if you ever decided to have more Ebaldis and to expand based on, again, the book that you've put together with the right people who share your philosophy and vision with all that integrity and sincerity, I have no doubt that Wherever you decide and should you decide to expand, it will be a win-win formula, no doubt. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I mean, this is one, you know, in life, as you know better than me, there's there's crossing points, right? There's there's phases. And I'm, right now, I'm uh, in one of those. I'm in one of those where for a long time, I've, you know, I've worked here. I built something. It's, I've dedicated myself a lot and it now it comes to a point where i'm getting some very very interesting offers to do more so i'm on one of those crossing points definitely and i really appreciate this opinion from you because it puts my heart at peace in some in some ways i'm so happy to hear that uh you know that and i have no doubt that there are opportunities out there as there should be because in a metaphysical way, the universe is saying more and more people should be able to experience you and your food and the wonderful formula that you've put together, which will pave the way for many others to say, wow, I would one day like to be like an Eduardo Baldi. I would love to have this consciousness where my food is not only one of the best in the world, but also it's beyond money, fame, success, because all those things will follow regardless. And exactly. you're a living example of that. You know, you're living proof of that. Um, yeah, I agree a hundred percent. And it's funny you say that because there's someone else, the you know, the person that's really been courting me for a while now. And he's a he's an amazing friend and human being. I mean, it's really, he really is. He's one of the few people that I actually trust. Um, he said kind of the same thing, you know, it's a shame that, you know, you 
how do you say not wasted but you know in just one place because mm-hmm. you need to have other people also experience what the people that come to you experience and they're not able to right now because of distances and things like this there's a time and place for everything and when one is ready like the old saying when the student is ready the teacher arrives i think the same goes with what you're saying that when you are truly ready and you feel that comfort the opportunities will present itself and you'll be able to implement what you've done and even better yeah and then that's my hope my hope is you know i'm i'm training myself to be able to take that step forward so hopefully it will, you know it will manifest itself soon eduardo in closing i wanted to ask you from all your years in the restaurant business what can you share with our listeners about the top lessons that you have learned don't be afraid to fail that's really mm. you know and as much as you know as it's been a successful ride i've also failed you know i failed in some of my decision making especially with the cafes a little bit i've you know i went into a different world with the cafes it's a whole different ball game and so i've had success and i've also had failure but you know instead of pondering why 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 you just have to take it and and ride it right and and learn from your mistakes and and move forward and, and it's made me a better businessman and operator for the future so you know go and 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 try that's really all i can say and and not be afraid to just take chances you know because if i didn't take a chance from the very beginning i would still be working for my dad on you know in my dad's restaurant with my mom and my sister and i'm still part of it but i decided to take that leap forward at a young age i was 30 and opened this restaurant in beverly hills if i hadn't done that my life would be very different i would still be comfortable but it wouldn't have been as satisfying and as challenging, right? So sometimes you just got to kind of put the fears aside and just go for it. And if you fail, you fail, but at least you know that you've tried. Absolutely. An amazing lesson. It's like in order to win, you have to be willing to lose. Otherwise, you'll never truly win. And exactly. there really is no losing because in the in the attempt of wanting to succeed, Whatever happens that didn't go your way shapes your true success with the next endeavor. Yeah, and it makes your life interesting. It's not so boring, right? After all, you have a lot of stories to tell, whether they hurt or not to, you know, relive them. But at least you are creating a a life map that has some ups and downs, you know, bumps and <laughs> and it and it's okay because that's how life kind of works and it's it it makes it that much more interesting and beautiful. It's okay, for sure it's okay. Yeah. Eduardo, if people want to follow you online or plan a visit, what's the best way to learn about your restaurants? Well, there's ebaldi.com, that's our website, but you know, I kind of live the restaurant through my Instagram which is edobaldi on Instagram and, uh, you know, I post pictures of the food and videos and just my life story. So that's probably the best way to see what I do. Wonderful. I cannot thank you enough for taking the time from your busy schedule to be part of our podcast today and tell you what a treat it's been 
and I'm sure an amazing treat for all the listeners who are listening to our podcast. So thank you again. Um, and I appreciate you both as a friend and one of my favorite places to dine. Thank you. And you know how I feel about you. I love you very much as a customer and as a friend. Thank You're a you. wonderful person. One of the best human beings I know. This I know for sure. <laughs> thank you so much. Eduardo. Thank you. Thank you, man. Thank thank you very you. much for having me today. We hope you enjoyed Human's conversation today, and we invite you to share this episode with someone who might enjoy it as well. Take a screenshot on your phone, text it to them, and tell them to check out businessofluxurypodcast.com. Also, we encourage you to rate and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Thank you for listening to The Business of Luxury.